G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Now, we've been talking an awful lot on this program and indeed on the news about the situation in Israel, particularly with review to the um, what's been going on across the border between Gaza and Israel. A man who knows an awful lot about it because he knows Israel at the back of his hands is our only Morby. Ian, uh, thanks for joining us on the program. It's very difficult to work out exactly what's going on because so much of the coverage, whichever you look at it, seems to be slanted one way or the other. Yes, it's um, it's it's just as much a a war of uh, of media spin as it is one of uh, of military attrition, and um, you know there are a lot of people out there saying that uh, you know it's not just winning the a uh, decisive uh, military uh, outcome, but it's also one of public opinion, and that's one that Israel has always struggled with um, because they do have a very powerful army. Um, their 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 army is well equipped. It's one of the best equipped armies in the world. And so it does look like in that regard, um, they have the upper hand. But the reality is that we're not to lose track on is that, you know, uh, Israel didn't start this uh, this fight. I mean, as I often say, no nation on the earth would allow its citizens to be rained on indiscriminately with the rockets. And I think the thing that's upsetting so many of the politicians, uh, even in the UN around the place, is the fact is that largely Israel has been free of serious injury and uh, fatalities. Um, and, you know, I guess in the natural we can say, well, that's because of their technology. They have the, the Iron Dome, which is intercepting these rockets. They have their, uh, their well-equipped air force and uh, their ground uh, forces. And even this morning I, I, I heard that they've even started a, uh, an assault from the, from the seaward side. Um, but I think from a, a, a spiritual point of view as well, we, we see the hand of God's protection. Not because Israel is perfect and hasn't done anything wrong or anything mm. like that, but um, we just historically see that when people try to contend and contest uh, with the land uh, promise, the covenant that God has put there, he says, as long as you see the the sun in the sky and the moon in the and the stars out there, you know, as long as they're there, then he will not break his promise, his covenant with Israel. And he says, I don't do this for your sake. So he's not doing it because they're deserving of it. He said, you know, they are a stiff-necked people. He says, I do this for my namesake. And so uh, that's the way that that we are looking at it. But look, I think it's also important that we are to pray for the innocent um, casualties, the the victims of this, the, the Palestinian, the Arab women and children that are unfortunately are uh, accidental pawns in this uh, this war of attrition, of aggression. And uh, sadly, uh, Hamas are using citizens as human shields. And uh, they're telling them to disregard the phone calls and the flyers where the Israelis are trying to do their best to mm-hmm. minimize um, you know, collateral damage of, of, of the civilian type to say, look, we're going to go in and we're going to take out this location where we've seen rockets being launched or we know that they have Hamas leadership 
embedded in these buildings. And as soon as they get the call, they bring in all the women and children to act as human shields. And then if there is a casualty, then the outcry, you see how wicked and evil uh, Israel is. So they're, they're between a rock and a hard place. But I'm, we're reminded in, um, in the Old Testament that we're not to mistreat or oppress the foreigners who are living in the land. And, and you know, I've been to Israel now 11 times. Mm. And one of the things that I'm heartened is that by and large, the Arabs and the Israelis, they get on fabulously with each other. It's only a small minority group that are causing all this trouble. And um, many of them are gainfully employed uh, in Israeli businesses and so on. Uh, they ha- have a high standard of living compared to their um, counterparts living across the border, say in Jordan or in Afghanistan or in Saudi Arabia and so on. Uh, and you know, if you talk to them privately, they would much rather live and operate under Israeli full, free, democratic government than under an oppressive Islamic regime. They won't say that in the public because they are manipulated and they are in fear of retribution. But if you ask them privately, they would much rather live under Israeli government, which, you know, stands, you know, Israel is the only thing that's right with the Middle East at the moment, you know, freedom of religion, uh, women's rights being protected. Uh, I mean, look, I don't even agree with this, but they even allow, you know, uh, the the uh, the gay uh, pride um, parades in Israel. So even their freedom of, of sexual expression, you don't get any of that in, in these other regimes. No. I, I mean, I, I was interested in one of the things that, that Benjamin Netanyahu said on, on our news today. And he said um, that whereas Israel protects its citizens with its missiles, Hamas is protecting its missiles with its citizens. And I thought that actually in one phrase summed it all up. Yes, it's, um, you know, uh, Golda Meir said, you know, that there's only going to be peace when the Palestinians and the Arabs love their children more than they hate Israel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to continue to pray for the peace of, of Jerusalem and of Israel. But, you know, in the natural, it doesn't look like that's likely to happen. And we read in the scriptures that really there'll never be peace, that, that Jerusalem and Israel will be a, a cup of trembling, that everyone who tries to pick up and to take it over, they will they will themselves be dashed against this rock until the Prince of Peace comes in. And so many of us as Christians and, and uh, the Messianic believers, we're looking for the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, they call him Yeshua HaMashiach. That's uh, Jesus the Messiah. And he says that he's going to come again. We read that in, in Zechariah um, 14 uh, in Matthew 28, he talks about the time that you'll see uh, wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and all these things that we we are seeing today on the 6 o'clock news happening. But he will come back, and when his feet touch down on the Mount of Olives, uh, he will come in and he will establish his kingdom. And it's a literal kingdom on a literal throne in Jerusalem when the angel Gabriel appeared to Miriam, to Mary, and said to him, you know, said to her that you're going to have... Uh, the Son of God, you're going to be the mother of the Son of God and the government will be on his shoulders and it says that he will sit on his father David's throne. Now that didn't happen during Jesus' first um, advent but we know it's going to happen in the second advent. So that's part of the hope that we can hang on for is that you know uh, only when the Prince of Peace 
returns. I mean, Jerusalem is known as the city of peace, but it's anything but peaceful until the Lord returns. All right. Ian, thank you very much for giving us an insight that perhaps we're not getting anywhere else at the moment. So thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. That's Ian Morby, who is, uh, as well as being the executive director of UCB, uh, also has uh, spent probably as much time in Israel as I think anybody I know on the planet, other than people who live there. (laughs) Thank you very much indeed. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.